Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chief, some host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Wednesday to prepare for their Sunday night football matchup against the Tennessee Titans. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, new Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney, and defensive end Carlos Dunlap. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Kadarius Toney and Carlos Dunlap. Here's Andy Reid. Brett's situation goes, I'm not going to um, talk about that. There's uh, nothing that I can uh, say that uh, or deals with that. It's going to help us uh, be successful for um, this weekend against the Titans. And Britt really said it all in his statement yesterday, which I believe is public. Um, so with that, as far as the injuries go, um, Jody Fortson really is the only one that's not going to practice today. Uh, he's got a quad contusion. <clears throat> and then the people that are coming back here, McDuffie will be back, Yang will be back, um, and, um, and then we added Kadarius, which I think we all we know. And he's healthy. He, he'll practice. Fenton, we traded to Atlanta, and we're wishing him the best of luck. And we've got corners. We have corners coming back now, so we've got depth with some young guys. So we utilize, continue to utilize them and let them continue to grow, uh, which they're doing every week. And then about the Titans, I mean, this is a good football team. Uh, every, um, every minute that we can spend studying them and uh, learning their scheme, uh, mastering it, and then mastering our schemes to play against them, I think is important. Uh, limiting distractions is important. And, um, and working hard on the practice field is important. Getting back into the swing. We've had a week off here. So uh, getting back into the swing of, of playing, uh, playing the game. <clears throat> and like I said, they're, they're, they're good offensively. They're good defensively. A defensive front, you're, you're going to find uh, they're one of the better ones in the National Football League. Their head coach is a defensive mastermind. He's a sharp dude. And... Um, and presents you different pitchers uh, every week. He designs them for you and uh, for your team specifically on formations and tendencies that you might have. And then offensively, uh, you know, you start with 22, and <clears throat> he, he's a he's a good football player, so a future Hall of Famer, and. Um, um, just a heck of a player. And then special teams-wise, I think they're ranked in the top ten in special teams. So that uh, all in all, it's a good football team. But we look forward to that challenge. That's why we do this. And it's an opportunity to go against a good a good team. Um, it's important, though, that we 
have a good week of practice, and it started today. So with that time, yours. Andy, uh, <clears throat> Frank Clark had maybe his most productive game of the year before against the 49ers. Do you, do you have anything to say to him before his, he left on his suspension? I did. I, um, yeah, just uh, which he'll do, stay in shape. <clears throat> he, uh, you know, he's gone through the, the other pro- process, the law enforcement process. So, um, you know, but to stay in shape. He'll be out a week at him, and then he's back. Um, but he'll, he'll do the right things. I mean, you know, obviously he's a good player. You miss that, but it gives other guys opportunities to step up, which our guys do, so... You mentioned Lucas leading back to practice, obviously opening up this 21-day window. What about Blake Bell? Is he getting closer to return? Yeah, yeah, Blake's close. He's close. Um, you know, we'll just see see how he does here uh, the next week or two. And, you know, see where we're at. Uh, but he is. He's back. Yang worked hard. He's he's back in, which is like you said, Irby. We'll, we'll see how he does. Let's. You know these guys that come back off of these long stents off. I want to see how they do on the field before we throw them in there. It doesn't look like uh, we perhaps know who's going to start for them at quarterback. <clears throat> Tanny will be a little bit hurt. You know all about him. What have you seen from Willis in this short little bit you've seen? Yeah, he's an exciting player now. Um, uh, and even though he's young, he's thrown a ton of balls in his time. So and then we know about the ability to run and. Uh, you know, you got a. He comes out last week and does a nice job. So we've, uh, you know, we'll be ready for both of them uh, in case uh, that's a situation. So you know, get, get ourselves prepared for both. So the 49ers were Christian McCaffrey in right away. Is that more difficult to do with a wide receiver comes to your team just because of what he has to learn within the play? Yeah, we'll try to work him in though. We're, we're going to try to. He's a smart kid. We he's been with us a couple of days, so we've. Had a chance to talk to him, and he, um, you know, he picks things up fairly easy. He's coming. He was with Kafka too, so that Mike, uh, a little bit of the plays terminology, even though they're using mostly the Buffalo things, but a little bit of it's familiar to him. Um, at least he has a foundation, somewhat of a foundation. Andy, uh, um, Duffy's back now, but was it? A tough decision to whether to play him or not against the 49ers or, or even the week before against the Bills? Or, or where, where was he yeah. in, in that regard? Yeah, so we, we try to, I, I, you know, you know how we do it. But I mean, we try to keep open communication with these guys and, and um, you know, see, see what they're feeling. And their coaches know them, see what the coach sees, talk with the player, see how he feels. And then, obviously, our medical staff uh, and trainers. So um, when, when it was all said and done, we just said, you know what, he, he needs a little bit more time. And he's been great communication-wise with us. We know he wants to play, but it, it's me. Um, Andy, I know you said you're not going to talk about the case now that it's reached its conclusion. But moving forward, as Brett's father, how will you try to best support him um, during his sentence and when he yeah, so Nate, listen, I, I'm, that's not what this platform's for. You know, that, that's my point. I know you guys have a job to do, and you have editors that push you guys like head coaches push assistant coaches. So I, I get it. Um, but this isn't the time or the place. And what I say can go two different ways and be taken different ways. And I'm not, I, I don't want to put 
my players in a position for that, the organization in a position for that, uh, my family in a position for that. My opinion doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter. All that doesn't matter. I, I'll take care of that. We all in our lives have issues that we have to deal with. You do your issues, and then when you're at work, you do your work. Right? And so that's the frame of mind I'm in. I, I appreciate, you know, your concern, though. I'm, I'm not saying that, but that's not something that needs to be addressed here in front of, you know, everybody. Coach, uh, sorry. I know you mentioned distractions, you know, when we talk about Frank, uh, you know, being out for the two weeks and everything. You know, we, we hear when there's an announcement, you know, he's going to be suspended or he's got a court date or something. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, obviously, behind the scenes. You mentioned everybody, you know, you have home and you have here. You've got legal different things you've got to do. Is there a support system within the organization, within the staff? Is it a position coach? Is it, you know, and, and how you help guide Frank in this situation, but other situations, whether it's Willie or whatever, like, you know, yeah. how that works? I mean, you could <clears throat> shed a little light on how it Yeah, works. sure. We're, you know, we hired Dr. T here a couple, few years ago here, so. And he, um, you know, he obviously takes care of the, I mean, I hate saying it, but the mental part of it, and uh, make sure that the guys are okay uh, upstairs. Um, normally, their agents have a law enforcement part that they, I mean, a, a lawyer group that they work with. Um, so that's how that part goes, you know. Um, but that's basically... Do you get involved? And then we, yeah, the coaches talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Keep open communication. Yeah. Last two. Coach, just want to ask about Derrick Henry, a guy that's always, oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Oh, <laughs> just a guy who's always, you know, kind of a thorn in your guys' side. I think you've faced him five times since he's joined the Titans. And even though you guys have been able to hold him before, he still is so explosive. So is there any different approach going into this game, just knowing what he's capable of? Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you, there are going to be things that you, you're going to try to do to stop him. I mean, I think the whole NFL's tried that you know, somewhere. So, so um, you're, he's a great player, and you're not going to stop him on every play. You just want to get him. You, you want to get the numbers up where it's reasonable uh, of stops. And um, so, but he's he's a he's a good one. I, I know our guys will be fired up for it, and they're going to work their tail off this week um, to to play against him because. He's that, like I said, he's a future Hall of Fame player. You, you know that you just you get excited about that. Last year, Coach, you, you, I know you guys have, have used uh, Sky at the punt return position and bringing in Kadarius. Now, how much can he help with the punt return? How much went into you know, bringing him in? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to see kind of where he's at, uh, just shape-wise out there, running around, and um, but we know he can do it, and he's gonna. You'll see him out there catching balls you know, with the group, the pre-practice group that goes out. So, um, uh, but let, let me just kind of see it and see where we're at with it and where he's at. We've got a couple plays in for him here and there, and you know. So we'll. I, but I'm, I haven't had a chance to be out on the field with him, you know, yet. Let, let's see where we go with that and then go from there. He seems like a great kid, and he's he's anxious. I mean, he wants to go. It's, and he knows I'm kind of holding back because I want to see, see what's going on. But. Last one, Jeremy. Andy, how would you describe Patrick's growth this year in distributing the ball you know, based on what the defense is given? Yeah, I think he's done a good job with it. I, I think the older the quarterbacks get, they, they know when to be patient, check it down, when to take the shots um, against what coverages. You just, they, and that, I think he's there. 
he, he's now seen the man coverages early, the zone coverages, whether it's single safety, middle, in between, and then the shell coverages, the twos, the fours, the quarter, quarter halves. And, and so um, he's got that in the memory bank to work with. And, and uh, you know, so I, I, I think he's in a good place that way. Oh, I had a ton of fun, and uh, we were able to go around to a few houses. And Brittany, I mean uh, Sterling, figured out that she just she grabbed two pieces of candy, threw it in the basket, and then she was like proud as she walked away. So, <laughs> even though she doesn't eat candy, she she was proud to go out there and trick or treat and everything like that. Did people recognize you when you went door to door? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, people were respectful as they always are in Kansas City. So uh, they let me just kind of enjoy my time with my daughter and my family. So it, it was really cool for sure. Patrick, what are your impressions so far of uh, your new wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, he's super excited. You can tell how much he's, he's ready to get out there and play. Um, I mean, physically, everybody sees how much physical gifts he has. I mean, uh, he's fast. He's bigger than I thought. And, um, I mean, he's, he's done a good job of whenever he catches the ball and being able to make people miss in space. So uh, uh, we're just excited to get him kind of into this culture, into this team, and uh, see what he can do in this offense. Did you have a chance to throw to him yet? I thought to him just a little bit here and there, but we'll get more of this more work this week, um, obviously. Um, but uh, it, it, like like I think Coach Reed said, we'll just kind of work him in as the season goes on, and uh, hopefully be able to use his talent to help take this offense even to another level. Patrick, what were the conversations like with with Brett leading up to acquiring him? Yeah, it was something that we uh, he actually approached me about during the off season. So uh, he's kind of kept me in the loop on everything, and it didn't work then. Um, so you kind of get locked in during the season and kind of focused on the guys that that are in the building. Um, and how can we have success with these guys? And we've had a lot of success. And so uh, he came to me, uh, I think, after the San Fran game and kind of came back and said this might happen uh, during the bye. We're, we're talking with it and everything like that. And uh, luckily enough for us, it did It did happen. And uh, we were able to get another talented playmaker in that receiving room. How, how were you made aware that the trade was actually uh, it was uh, Brett text, texting me whenever he knew it was kind of done. Um, so a little bit before social media got it and everything like that. But uh, yeah, we—I mean—he's always looking to add great players, uh, and we had competition in this in this room, and uh, we have a lot of great receivers in that room, and and, and on the, we have a lot of great players on this team. And whenever you have more and more competition, it brings out the best in everybody. So I'm excited for that. Patrick, for clarification, can we talk about this this game coming up. You guys are coming off a great game. You've had a bye week. This team is very successful off bye weeks. So how do you look at this Sunday night matchup with Tennessee with all those variables, this offense like fully clicking and but having a little time in there off? Yeah, you got to be ready to play. I mean, last year we weren't ready and they, they beat our ass. So uh, we got to make sure that we are ready to go and that it's going to be a physical matchup um, and that uh, we're going to have to go out there and play our best football. And uh, this is a team that is a lot better than I think a lot of the uh, people out in social media and media talk, talk. They don't really talk about them, but uh, we know that it's a great football team coming in, coming to town with to play our best football. Now, Patrick, that, that, this has been a team that's given you guys some trouble since you've been here, particularly even your, your rookie year, you went to the playoff game. Um, what is it about them? What is it about Tennessee that, that maybe gives the Chiefs some problems? Yeah, I mean, they're talented. Uh, I mean, people don't talk about their D-line, but it's one of the best defensive lines in football. Um, they, they're they well coached. Uh, Coach Vrabel, I, was, I worked with them a little bit at the Pro Bowl and understand the coach that he is. Um, so they're, they're, they're a great, a well coached football team, and they have a, a mentality that they're going to come in and they're going to, they're going to win. And uh, a lot of times in this league, if you're not going to, if you don't have the confidence going in, that's where you kind of lose the game. 
Um, but whenever you go get, go up against a team that's that's as confident confident as you are that they're going to win, it's going to be a battle. Um, and so we have to accept that challenge um, and uh, find a way to win against a really good football team. Um, last year's game didn't sit well with you. No, I mean, anytime you watch that on film and you see how you played, I mean, it wasn't uh, just them beating us, but I mean, we played bad and they kind of they kind of just put it down put it down on us at the end of the day. So uh, for us, we have to come in with a better mentality because we understand that they're ready to go. Um, and they're going to have confidence, so we have to make sure that we have that confidence to, to, to back up our play as well. Patrick, when you looked at all the receivers you had coming in this year, I'm sure you didn't set a timeline when you wanted it to click, but where do you feel like you guys are? I mean, week seven just seemed like the biggest bench in Frisco in particular. I've worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think we've gotten better and better each and every week. I mean, that's all you can expect whenever you go into a season with a lot of new faces. Um, but I think guys understand the offense even more. I'm understanding how they're going to run routes a little differently than they – then when we first got here, because they've seen how it's supposed to be ran during the game. Uh, and when you're on that same page, that's when our offense really clicks. And so uh, we're going to continue to evolve, continue to get better and better. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, we've, I'm very uh, glad with what the progress has been in that receiving room. I think it'll get even better. Yeah, I think we just have a different variety of guys. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. And uh, whenever you're kind of trying to find that right role for guys, you get to see a lot of different mixtures of personnel sets and different receiving groups out there on the field. So um, when you have guys that can come off the that can come off the the bench, quote unquote, and be like Justin Watson or, or Sky Moore, that have speed that can still be game breakers. Um, that that helps out a ton. And so you never know where it's going to come from. Cause we have a lot of speed guys, um, but we have physical guys as well. So we can kind of interchange those routes between all of them. Okay. Over bye weeks, you've just kind of learned things as you've done well with bye weeks as much as Andy Reid has over his tenure. Do you do more self scout or you try to keep him, get away from football for a little bit? What what do you feel like works best for you over the bye weeks? Usually for me, I get away for a little bit, um, and then I come back and and try to get back to self scouting, see what we did well before that and what we can do better. Um, and then I go back to my fundamentals, and I usually get at least one day of work uh, with just uh, my quarterback coach and working on my fundamentals and stuff like that. So I try to make sure I kind of stay on top of all that stuff because we had that little bit of a break, and, and I want to get away and let my body relax but not get too far away. Patrick, you mentioned, just for clarification purposes, you mentioned earlier that Brett came to you during the offseason about Kadarius Tony. So the Chiefs were interested in a potential trade during the offseason? Yeah, it was during the, the time when we were kind of bringing all the receivers in. So uh, that, that was a time where he kind of thrown out different options for different guys and I mean there was a ton of options and he was gonna try to work on and we were able to get Juju and Marquez which is a great I mean obviously a, a great starting point because we have two great receivers that come in to add with McColl and then you draft a guy like Sky bringing a guy like Justin Watson and uh, in Brett Feet's fashion he didn't settle he wanted to keep getting more and more uh, talent in that room and he was able to still even though it didn't happen in the offseason bring in Kadarius so uh, I'm, I'm excited to add him to the room because uh, we already have a talented room and you want to keep adding more and more talent. Yeah, it's just about getting on the same page at the end of the day. Um, and, I mean, our offense is a hard offense to learn. I think that's why you see the receivers getting better and better as the season goes on. Um, but uh, you don't want to overwhelm guys and throw them in there um, and, and where they, they can't function and, and use their ability to the best of it. Um, but at the same time, you want to give them some chances. So uh, I think Coach Reed does a great job of that. And luckily for us, we have a lot of depth in that receiving room anyway. So uh, it, it we'll be able to bring him in and give him as much as he can so he can go out there and be a factor for us on, uh, on the field. The last three, Seren, Pete, and then Matt. Uh, Patrick, uh, I know, and I actually have a follow-up as well, but 
I know in Tahoe, the American Central Championship, Mike Rabel's been there. Mm -hmm. You guys get a chance to kind of socialize. What are, what are, the, what are the conversations like, or have you put up a wall between the two of you? <laughs> we don't we don't talk much football, but uh, I mean he's a he's a great uh, man. First off, I think that, that's why his players play so hard because you can tell he really cares. He's been through it. He played he played in the NFL. He's won championships. Um, and so uh, I think uh, he's going to get the best out of you as a player. And he, I think I saw that during the Pro Bowl week as well. Um, and as someone that I, I understand why his team's play so hard because of uh, the type of person that he is uh, as well as coach. I mean, we, we talked to Andy. He was kind of talking about Frank, you know, being gone for a couple of games, distractions. We kind of talked about the support system, what role he plays. He, he's obviously in a situation with his family, kind of a moment of crisis. Do you know, how, who, who looks out for the head coach? You know, and it's the guy that everyone turns to, right, when he's – yeah, I mean, we have a, a great building of coaches, uh, staff, and employees on all different levels of this building, and we all support each other. So, uh, I mean, we're always going to be there for everybody in this building. You talk about the one-on-one uh, -on -one with, with Nagy. What was the point of emphasis there that, that you guys were, were working on? Um, it, I, I did talk. I worked with Nagy on the scouting stuff, but I was talking about my other quarterback coach as far as uh, f fundamentals and stuff like that. But that's stuff that me and Nagy work every week. So uh, just trying to wet while we're gone and I can get away just to hear another voice. Just went back to the guy I was with in the offseason. But uh, me and Nagy kind of went back on the, the scouting of the beginning part of the season and where I could be better at that way. Oh, I always work with Jeff Christensen. That's a guy I've, I've worked with for the last five years now. Last two, Matt and Steve. Uh, after you a big night down in Lubbock over the weekend, what did that mean to you being inducted into the Ring of Honor? It was cool. It, it was a surreal moment. Um, it was even, like, better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was just getting on the field and, and seeing your name kind of drop, to that banner drops your names on the stadium. I mean, just something that you don't imagine whenever you go into college or pro or anything like that. But uh, to have that moment is something you'll have forever. That's just a baseball question for you. Uh, Astros manager Justin Baker talked about the lack of U.S. born black players playing, you know, in mm -hmm. this year's World Series. As a son of a former pro, you grew up playing mm -hmm. baseball. What should be done to get black, more black kids playing baseball? I think they've started uh, to tr kind of help that, whereas they've done this thing called a break a breakthrough series, which I actually played in when I was when I was in high school. Um, and they've, it's grown more and more. My dad works with it a little bit. Uh, Latroy Hawkins works with it. My godfather. Um, and, and they're trying to do their best to get more, like you said, American-born uh, black uh, kids to, to grow up throughout baseball. And uh, I think you see a lot of a lot, everybody kind of goes to football because it became such a major uh, mainstream sport. But, uh, I mean, if, if I, when I look back and I watch these games being played, I wish there, I, sometimes I wish I was out there playing because uh, it's such a great sport that we all loved, that I loved growing up. And I think as we continue to show it in more – I mean, more neighborhoods, and it's not just basketball and football. I think you'll see some of these uh, great talents come back up and kind of make that statement that we've, we've made in the past. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How you doing? Everybody's excited to have you here and says you're excited to get going. Yeah, I'm can excited you, to be here, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what your expectations are for Sunday Night Football, how much you expect to be in there and um, and play, how much you've been able to talk Coach Reed into letting you go? Uh, 
right now I don't really have any expectations. I just uh, want to come in and do what's asked of me, you know, um, whatever plays, whatever, um, I guess, assignments I got to do. Like, I'm just going to do it at my hardest. There's a lot new going on for you right now. Do you feel like you could play at least some on Sunday night? Yeah, I'm working towards that. I'm uh, very eager to go out there and ready to uh, be the player I am. What do you know about Kansas City, um, not only the team, but just the city before you came here? Um, I didn't really know a lot about the city, but as far as the team, like I know since way back when, been winning. So um, I just want to come in and help uh, c continue that tradition here. Darius, you played under Mike Kafka for a little bit. Did you kind of see some similar characteristics when you look at the playbook and you feel that's going to help you going forward? Yeah, yeah, I see I see a few correlations, but it's uh, a lot of differences too. Um, I just feel like I just got to go in and attack it like I usually do. And the day the trade went down, where were you when the, when you got news that the trade went down? What was your uh, reaction? I mean, my reaction was kind of, uh, I was kind of shocked, but I mean, I'm always, um, I guess, thankful for the opportunity. You know, like, I wasn't like, uh, I know I know the business side of it, you know, like I wasn't like too hard on it, too this or that, but I'm just looking forward to uh, the opportunity available here. Where were you when, when you got the news? Uh, I was about to get ahead of practice. What do you think of it? Uh, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I'm not really concerned about that. I'm achieving now. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes mentioned that they've been interested in you potentially since the off season. Yeah. What does it mean to have a fresh start when you know if you're kind of wanted by a team? Yeah, I would say yeah, it feels good to be pretty much wanted by a team, and uh, I think the the history would probably go back way a little further than that, like extensive probably like since the beginning, like before I even came into the league, where they really wanted me here. But um, I feel like this is a uh, it's a great opportunity for everybody. I mean, uh, fresh start for me, um, able to step into the AFC and show what I could do over here, you know what I'm saying? How much, how, much, how much interest was there, do you feel like, from the Chiefs during the draft process? Uh, I mean, it was a great amount. I mean, we talked a lot. But did you feel like you were going to get, sorry, Spring, did you feel like you were going to get drafted by the Chiefs? Uh, I really didn't know. I really didn't know. It was, uh, you know, everything all in there, you know, everything all in there when you're in the draft, but uh, I'm just glad to be here now. Why do you feel like Andy Reid and, and Mahomes can maximize what you what you bring to the table? I mean, Andy Reid go back. He he been a great play caller since we all remember. And Pat Mahomes, he's a talented, been talented since he was at Texas Tech. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I just want to know why I fit in. You know, I just want to come in and impact as much as I can, and you know, do what I can. You like returning punts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like returning them, but. Uh, like I said, whatever my role is, that's what I'm open to do. You know, I can't really say this or that, whatever, but whatever op available, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take advantage. Andy said, you know, one of the things he was saying is a question that I said, well, I'm, in, I'm excited to get out on the field with him. He hasn't had you out on the practice. Yeah. Yet. Just to be clear, you haven't thrown, you haven't caught with Patrick yet, right? Oh, uh, yeah, we, we had a couple walkthroughs, but we haven't had a full practice yeah, yet. So what, what, now that you haven't, we're getting you before you've, had the Patrick Mahomes experience, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what are your expectations going into it, having seen him on TV and everything like that? What do you think it's going to be like? Uh, I really just, like, seeing him from the TV, I know he commands the huddle and he commands his offense. So I know at the end of the day, like, I just got to make sure I'm uh, disciplined enough to know where I got to be and when I got to be there and just let him do the rest because I know he's talented. He can put it wherever you, you know what I'm saying, you want it. So yeah. I just got to be where I need to be. Any of the, the other receivers give you any tips, like, Go live, go deep. No, 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 not really. Last one. Kadarius, we hear a lot about when new guys come in, how extensive Andrew's playbook is. Yeah. How much have you been able to dive in and just how extensive it is it to you? Uh, I mean, I've always kind of been a smart player, but uh, 
I mean, I, I feel like I'm grabbing it, uh, like I'm grasping it, like gradually, you know, I'm, um, like whatever I pick up, they give me more or whatever. So I just got to continue to do that and my, uh, my role will probably extend. All right. Thank you. Talk a little bit about the bye week and how you prepared a good night, Sunday night, Tennessee versus the Chiefs. You guys had a little time off. How you spent that and how much you prepared? We didn't have a little time off. We had an, a very good, nice uh, bye week. I never had one like that. That was phenomenal. Got the opportunity to get a lot of things done, to relax. Got a good workout in, rode my bike um, to Honey to go check on my restaurant. Um, got with some friends, walked to eat. Little things like that. Did some treatment, did acupuncture, so kept my um, prehab routine going as well. Saw all the people who helped keep me ready for the season while I was down there, so that's how I prepare. So most coaches aren't like that, though. I'm sorry, Sierra. Uh, most coaches don't give you like a week like that? Traditionally, it's been like Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, so, you know, ours was phenomenal, and and we really needed it, too, because we've been working hard. Training camp was the hardest training camp that I've ever seen and been a part of. So I guess that was his way of, like, you guys have been grinding it out. Um, we're sitting at 5-2. and two. Let's look at what we did to get to 5-2 and two and how we could have been 7-0. and zero. And you guys get, get away from football, take care of your bodies, and come back and get ready for this night game. Yeah, I did not know, um, and they kept it a secret because obviously the focus is the game, and I could see how that could be a distraction if you give them that much extra time off or anytime you know the schedule for the bye week, people start planning the bye week before the game, and, you know, that gets in the way. So we focused on the game, took care of business, and he announced it. But I did ask some former players what they did in the past, the day, a couple of days before, you know, so you can have an, an idea, and sure enough, um, after the game is when he said it, yeah. We'll see how that, that pays off, obviously, with the results, but do you feel differently coming back from this bye week? Than I, feel, I feel great. I'm looking forward to getting back to playing football. Um, and I think the energy in the locker room co-signs the same thing. Carlos, uh, we know Frank's not going to be around for two games. How, how much did that increase your run? Uh, I guess we're going to see this week. Um, obviously, Frank's been our starter, but we have, you know, Coach Cullen, he preaches, you know, everybody who's up is a starter. And, you know, I call it 1A, 1B. Um, and, you know, the next man up mentality, step in, no drop off. You still got a job to do as well. And hold it down until Frank comes back because you've seen what he did his last game. And he's going to come in hot and ready and fresh to uh, do even more of that. So um, we're going to take care of our business and hold it down for him. Carlos, you're two sacks away from 100. You've talked about that before, the chance to do it. Potentially a Sunday night football, man. What's that mean to you? That's phenomenal. Um, I've had a couple games now with the chances to do it, and we want to get that done, obviously, so we can get over that hump. But that's not my sole goal, but that's just a milestone and something that I told my dad I was going to do. So it's important to me to get that done. But obviously I need like 108, 110 to, to be, you know, in that you know, legendary type conversations where top 50 ever and stuff like that. So those are real goals. But, you know, I promised my dad that I was going to do 100 and obviously losing him this year, getting that 100 early in this season is important to me. Carlos, you kind of following up on what Steve said, you, you feel, I mean, you're not an old man because I stand here looking yeah. at you, right? But you yeah, we look a little different. Yeah, we look <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs>
But like football, football terms, they're using the same words. Football terms, but you feel up, up more. Hey, if we need for 60 snaps, you feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole career, I'm used to, you know, carrying the load. Um, obviously, teams now they look at elder guys and um, try to limit their roles so that they have availability for, you know, later in the season. But I've been blessed to be in position with my routine that I've been, you know, I always, one of my best phrases is, um, your best ability is availability. So I always tried to do whatever it took, invested in myself to, you know, make sure that I was available for whenever the team called on me. And I don't know if you ever see me on the sideline, regardless of how, when I'm playing, how I'm playing, you see me constantly doing something to stay warm or loose or like a routine or something to keep my body ready for when it's my turn to go in. Speaking of loads, number 22, Henry, what do you do to contain him? Uh, you tackle his legs, but you guys have seen all his viral videos, so everybody tackles his legs. Simple as that to me. Is it, is it, you know, there, there was a time when this town, obviously Christian McCoy and Gary Ward, you have big backs around. There used to be a lot of those guys in the league. Everybody, it's kind of, one of one, right? Yeah, he had the, the bus. He had Brandon Jacobs before him, who was probably the closest to how he was. And obviously, I tackled Brandon Jacobs. Um, so that goes to the phrase that you were talking about. But um, he's a big back. Uh, but obviously, you know, we got to tackle. This is a game where we're tackling. So you, if you get his legs, he can't run without his legs. But he's not going to let you just have his legs. So um, two and three guys, whomever, one big guy, you know, whomever. Welcome the challenge and get it done. And, and you don't know who the quarterback will be right now. How does that, yeah. does that make it harder to uh, you guys? I mean, it makes it harder because you don't know. And obviously, they have different game plans for different guys. But um, you kind of have a good idea of what both they like to feature with whomever they get. And once you know who it is, you go from there. A couple more. Back to Henry, uh, obviously, big dude you talked about. Do you have to kind of psych yourself up a little bit more with his power and his presence and the way he runs downhill? I mean, not for him personally, but I welcome the chance and opportunity of anybody coming in here trying to disrupt with us getting to, um, you know, six and two. So uh, that's the challenge that I welcome. I don't really get – I understand that they're going to try to do it through him. So obviously you acknowledge who he is and what he's, his strong, strengths and weaknesses are, and you – Put yourself in position to get to six and two. That's my. That's what I put my mindset on. Carlos, you mentioned how difficult training camp is here. It's really about conditioning, right? And when you're facing a guy like Derrick Henry, who gets better as the game goes on, how important is that conditioning? Very good point. You just answered your own question. Um, <laughs> yeah, when you have a training camp like that, you're built to um, still be strong in the peak later in the season versus peaking early. That's a lot of things that that's a lot of challenges that I had to navigate earlier in my career. Obviously, you go so hard in the off season, especially after your first two years in the league. You think, oh, I gotta get straight in the weight room, blase blase, and you're going five days a week. Um, that right there uh, have you peaking midway through the season. Then you're like struggling to get through that last half, and then hopefully that bye week's in good place, and you get to reset and get like a three or four game more push. But if you have playoffs and all that after that, then you really hit a wall, especially if it's your rookie season because you went from college to training to playing to mini camp to all those things. So being mindful and have a good routine and then having training camps and training like that where you you know, you know, know when to push and pull, which they do pretty well here, um, I think that's contrib a, a contribute to their success here, you know, and that's 
something that I'm trying to learn and absorb and adjust to their routine because you know, having Mondays off versus Tuesdays off, all these things are different for me in my career. I was just curious, the insignificance, the number eight, why, why number eight? Uh, eight has followed me my, my whole life. Um, a lot of things have um, benefited me with the number eight. I had eight in high school. Um, you know, coincidentally, you know, my birthday has, you know, two eights in it. Um, uh, you know, uh, when I was in college and I finally, my moped finally came in, the VIN number had an eight on it. Uh, <laughs> randomly, the hotel rooms that, that um, whoever our facilitator and logistics person is, they'll have an eight or they'll add up to eight. So eight's um, a big number for me and I have been lobbying to get it since I first came to the league. and. And uh, as soon as they gave me the opportunity in Seattle, you see, I went for it. Um, yeah, because 43 obviously wasn't my number, but since they didn't have any numbers available and they were locked with all the D lineman numbers, that was the, you know, I, I figured if I'm going to pick a number, I'm going to pick a ugly number and make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no Kobe then, huh? Hmm? No Kobe. Uh, no, not Kobe, but I do have a lot of respect for Kobe and his game, but, you know, Jordan's. You know, yeah. My guy, that's 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 my guy. You know, everybody has a different guy. You got on the the Jordans. Uh, Jordan's my guy know. too. Sir. I got on Kyrie's, and you know, people have on LeBron's and all these different basketball players. But you know, Jordan during my era is um, still the lead of all time. But I definitely have a lot of respect for LeBron, what he does as an athlete and a businessman, and that's something I aspire to do. So, um, a lot of hats off to him as well. Just real quick, you mentioned restaurant. What kind of restaurant? I have a, I have the best brunch in Miami, actually. Um, when I signed here, I, the news that just came out that we got nominated for the best brunch in Miami um, for 22. So it's called Honey Uninhibited. And if you guys are in Miami, go down there and have brunch and let them know, and I'll get you some mimosas or something. Yes, yes. mimosas. The mimosas are discount. Thank you.